Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Emmy Screen Talk. I've got Michael Schneider, the executive editor of IndieWire and editor-at-large at Variety. And screen Talk, I'm, Screen Talk, Screen Talk. And here's Ann Thompson, of course, uh, the crazy editor-at-large trying to juggle Emmys and Oscars <laughs> as they do collide yep, at this yep. time of year. Well, Emmy season is slowly coming to a close. And so I cannot I, wait to I, tell I, you the truth. You're looking forward to... Well, you know, it's so funny in the TV world, obviously, award season never ends because we'll still be looking at TV awards for the guilds and also for the Golden Globes for Critics' Choice, so... Your, your year doesn't make sense because <laughs> no. the way the Oscars work, in case we haven't figured this out, all of those ancillary award shows lead up to the big night and help to play a part and a role. And as we've talked about on this uh, show, I mean, back, you can't really say that all those awards had a huge impact. Maybe Mr. Robot did. I suppose, but you're right in that, you know, some of the the big Golden Globes choices, uh, especially this year, uh, you know, didn't get anything. Uh, When you look at Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which didn't get a major nomination, and Mozart in the Jungle, two shows that won big at uh, the Golden Globes, nada. Uh, or very little, nothing major at uh, Critics' the Choice, Emmys. indeed. Yes. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, the, the this is a very different 19,000-strong, you know, organization. Yes. very, very different. Very, different. And, and very dominated by Below the Line and, and other things. Yeah. It's not the same. No, not at all, not at all. So um, you, you can't use any of that to predict how the Emmys are going to right. go. Right. So basically, we're going we're gonna to look at comedy today. But before we do that, we're going to look at a different kind of comedy, which is talk show news comedy and Larry Wilmore has lost his gig. What yeah, happened yeah, there? Yeah, sad news out of Comedy Central. So the nightly show with, with Larry Wilmore, which actually launched behind The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. There was a little bit of a transition there. It started out okay, but it never really caught fire with viewers. And in recent weeks and months, that needle just wasn't moving at all. Larry had a very small fan base, but it just it, at, at some point, Comedy Central executives were looking at the numbers. They weren't seeing a budge at all. Nightly show also wasn't making any noise in in pop culture dumb. It wasn't a force in social media. It wasn't something that people were sharing. Uh, It was a show that, you know, despite the election, and this would be the year that something like that could make some noise, it just wasn't making any. So Comedy Central execs decided to cut their losses because they've got a bigger problem on their hands. They need to save The Daily Show. They they need to start to really grow Trevor Noah. That was my follow-up question. What kind of state is he in? Are the ratings decent for him? The ratings are a little better for him. And and the thing that Trevor has that Larry didn't is that he's got a young fan base. So The Daily Show with Trevor Noah is actually doing very well with millennials and young millennials, uh, you know, the 18 to 24-year-olds, where it's actually one of the top-rated shows. It does better than some of the other talk shows because, you know, the other talk shows are hosted by older Gen Xers that just don't appeal to to millennials. So I think they see a glimmer of hope there. And and also, you know, obviously this this, this gives Trevor a little more breathing room because Comedy Central is not going to cut 
both of their hosts. They need to rally around Trevor Noah and maybe grow it on the older side now and also just make sure that it starts to get a little more buzz because, you know, millennials obviously don't control, um, you know, the mainstream media. So a lot of people are still writing that Trevor is just not doing it when when he does have a fan base. It's just super young. That's really interesting. But that, that, may, that may serve him well in the long run. Exactly, exactly. My, my colleague Joe Dalian actually pointed out it reminds him of Conan O'Brien's early days. When Conan started out, he was super young and appealed to really young people. Like I was Hard in college. To believe, I was right? in college at the time and we did nothing but watch Conan. But in the meantime, most of the reporters who cover television were like, who is this Conan guy? He's ridiculous. No one's watching. Why isn't NBC canceling him already? And it turns out, you know, he aged into the role and his fans also grew up and Conan became, you know, a what force. He is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's look at uh, the comedy category and we're going to start with lead actor in a comedy series and we we have a very diverse group here we have anthony anderson in blackish aziz ansari in master of none will forte in the last man on earth william macy a perennial he's been nominated he's, he's actually won twice in this role in shameless on showtime thomas middleditch for silicon valley this is the first time he's been nominated. And Jeffrey Tambor uh, of Transparent, who's been nominated eight times and won once. What do you think? And are we going with Tambor yet again in the usual manner? Uh, possibly. Obviously, he won last year. Uh, you know, he's up against some some really uh, you know tough competition, though. Like you mentioned, uh, this is Aziz Ansari's first year nominated in this category, and uh, you know a lot of folks really love Master of None, but it might be too narrow for that large voting body. Um, I bet there are a lot of people who haven't seen that show. Possibly. And it would skew younger, as you say. Yeah. Anthony Anderson, uh, you know, had a stellar year. Uh, You know, Blackish did some really amazing things. Uh, You know, he he even uh, announced the nominees a couple weeks ago with the Academy. So he's he's definitely an Academy favorite. But So he was nominated before? He was nominated last year as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this year was really a a big season for him and the show. But you kind of got to put the edge to to Jeffrey Tambor, Uh, you know, very politically correct. Very and and very moving. Yep, and also you know he won last year and also yep. that show went on to explore other things, put him put him in bed with Angelica Houston. You know, well, did 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 some interesting things. Yeah, there. what's interesting is this year the show was less about his character and more about the entire family. The siblings. So that would be one reason to say maybe voters decided well he already got the award. It's time to spread the love. Maybe it's time to give Anthony Anderson something. Um, but they tend to look to the past. They do, group. as we've talked about on this this podcast. They don't, they don't so. think in those logical terms. No, and that's why, you know, if when, when you're doing your voting, uh, when you're doing your pool, your Emmy pool, you probably got to put down Jeffrey Tambor. If someone was going to take it away, you're saying it's Anderson? I would, I would lean toward Anthony Anderson. Even I, I, though Macy won... Twice. But, but he won a while ago. And, and you know, right. the other rule of the Emmys is once you stop winning, you don't start winning again. So you, <laughs> unless you have the your show, day. unless the, I mean, when we get to it next week, The Americans to me is a very interesting example of a show that was hurting and not happening and now has become a force. Unless the show itself becomes a force in the media. Well, and also The Americans has never been nominated until this year. So for, for voters, this is the first year, really, for, for The Americans. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, the big example would be Homeland, actually, because that's a show that did very well in the beginning and then lost its way, but managed to come back and has really rebuilt itself in the I past couple of show. years. And you, st- you can see down the road maybe that show starting to up its haul again. You know, some shows that are on long enough can kind of come back around. Usually that's the final season when people want to award a show sort of a farewell. I mean, got it. Um, so that's, you know, Mad Men the, in its final season. Suddenly, you know, God got something for John Hamm, something like that. The Lord of the Rings syndrome on the Oscar side. <laughs> exactly. All right. So lead actress in a comedy series. We have Ellie Kemper as Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, this is her first time. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. For Veep, this is her 21st time being nominated across all her shows mm-hmm. over the years. So that would include Seinfeld and stuff like that. But she's been nominated. She has won seven times. My God. Lori Metcalf in Getting On, which um, she's she's actually won three times and been nominated ten times well, over the and years. And she, she's nominated three times this year. It's a big year for Lori Metcalf. What's her other show? Uh, you know, she was on Louis C.K.'s Horace and Pete. That's it, right. Yeah, so. She's 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 very, well, she's great. I love yeah. Laurie Metcalf. Tracy Ellis Ross in Blackish, and this is her first time. Fantastic. Her first Emmy nomination ever. Yeah, yeah, which is great. And again, that's partly, you know, a credit to just what a stellar year Blackish had. Amy Schumer for Inside Amy Schumer. She's been nominated nine times and won once. But this show, you've said this before, seems to have less heat. Less heat this year, uh, you know, because I think you know a lot of people now are starting to see Amy Schumer as more of a movie star, as more of someone who's kind of moving on from from this show. So for whatever reason, there was less attention paid to Inside Amy Schumer this year. And Lily Tomlin as Frankie and Grace and Frankie, uh, she has been nominated 23 times across all categories six wins but she's had a long and storied career to do that and illustrious career and she's very popular yeah yeah no absolutely and and you know there's as we've said before also there is an older contingent to the voting body and you know they they love lily tomlin obviously uh you know and and she's had quite the career but this is an easy category i mean come on it's Julie Louise Dreyfus again, to lose. How, how again you, and again. And by the way, she totally deserves totally it. Totally deserves it. That's the other thing is, you know. She's, a, she's awesome. Another amazing season of Veep. And th- that's an easy one. That's, You'd think that it would exhaust itself somehow. And yet they have managed with the fresh writing team to completely uh, keep going at a strong and incredibly smart and hilarious yeah. pace in an election season. Yeah. Yeah. So without a doubt... Julia's going to have to build another shelf on that, uh, <laughs> another mantle for all those Emmys. She probably Emmys. has an entire garage. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, well, uh, I agree with you. There, there's really nothing much that anyone can do. So if we um, head into uh, the writing and directing categories for comedy series, you've got that in front of you. Yeah, right, we'll Michael. start with writing. Uh, so I'll, I'll run down them real quick. Um, Catastrophe, uh, episode one, uh, Rob Delaney and Sharon Horgan. That's a personal favorite. Love Catastrophe, and that first episode was fantastic. Master of None, the episode Parents, uh, written by Aziz Ansari and Alan Yang. That's a great episode. It features Aziz Ansari's real-life parents playing themselves, which was amazing. I almost wish I wish that Aziz's dad was actually nominated for playing himself because he— They campaigned for him. Yeah, they did, and, and he was a revelation. Uh, Silicon Valley, the episode Founder Friendly, written by Dan O'Keefe. Another Silicon Valley episode, The Uptick, written by Alan Berg. 
and Veep, Morning After, written by showrunner David Mandel. Another Veep, Mother, written by Alex Gregory and Peter Huick, I think is how you'd pronounce it, H-U-Y-C-K. Um, I'm going to say it was one of the Veeps. Which uh, one? Uh, you know, I would probably give it to David Mandel, um, you know, partly because, because he's the new showrunner. He's the new showrunner, and I think everyone agreed that he didn't miss a beat. No. This, you know, to come in and fill those shoes. Yanucci had set a very high bar. Very high bar, and he brought in an entire new writing staff, and without missing a beat, that staff managed to completely pay homage to Yanucci's, uh, you know, voice and, and the That's direction hard of the to show. Do. And if anything, I think Mandel did the show a service by slowing the plot down. And the entire season was about this recount and figuring out whether or not uh, Selena Meyer was going to be the president after all. You know, that could have been decided in the first episode. But no, there was so much to mine from this recount. And they spent the entire season. I'm so glad they did because we had at least one more year of her as president uh, before she, you know, goes back to the miners and we figure out what's next. But David Mandel, I got to say, he had quite the year, and that's why I would lean toward him. The only thing I got to say is if there's a possibility that the Veep episodes cancel each other yeah. out and the Silicon Valley episodes cancel each other out, then Aziz Ansari could sneak in on this. Aziz Ansari and Alan Yang, who are great writers, uh, really well liked that, that episode Parents. Great, great episode. show. And a lot of people saw that show. Yeah, a lot of people saw Even if they didn't watch the whole series. Yeah, they saw that episode and they heard about his parents and they it's such a great story as well. There's something that feels good about, you know, clicking on that ticket, uh, you know, and, and sort of honoring his parents in some ways. So I'd say uh, the sleeper choice there might be Master of None. Real quick, I'll just tell you b- before we go what won last year. Was? Uh, a, a Veep episode. Election night, uh, but that was the Were only, there only one? that was the only Veep uh, okay. episode nominated last year, so that's why it had a little bit of a, a leg up. So, all right, well, now let's uh, let's move on to the directing side and see what kind of surprises we have there, as I call it up on my trusty tablet. So, directing once again, we have Aziz Ansari for directing that episode, Parents, on Master of None. So, this could be a sweep if it ends up being him. Uh, Silicon Valley, the episode Founder Friendly, directed by Mike Judge, a very familiar name. Another Silicon Valley episode, Daily Active Users, uh, directed by the other executive producer, Alec Berg. Transparent, Man on the Land, directed by creator Jill Soloway, so another power name. Veep, the episode Mother, directed by Dale Stern. And Veep, the episode Morning After, directed by Chris Addison. All right, before we... Oh, wait, and one more, sorry. Um... The episode also Kissing Your Sister, uh, directed by David Mandel. So you have the writer nominees, David Mandel and Aziz Ansari in here, and Alec Berg. So a lot of a lot of writers. Aziz has this. Uh, this is my question. Yeah. How much does the, having a, a big name in this category mean? Oh, we love Aziz. We're going to vote for him. In other words, he's the he's the he's the celebrity. Well, it can't hurt, but there are a lot of celebrities when you look here. I mean, everyone knows Mike Judge. Everyone now knows Jill Soloway. Everyone knows David Mandel. So David you know, Mandel as well as the, yeah, as, as the yeah. others? Uh, I, at least if you're in the industry, you do. I mean, that's that's a brand name. You know he's the showrunner. So you've got – look at all the showrunners that are up for this award. Alan, Alec Berg, Jill Soloway. David Mandel, you could argue uh, it's kind of not fair, right? The you know straight-ahead directors are being pushed aside by the showrunners who are also doing double duty directing certain episodes, but that's that's the way it goes. One of the things I learned from Rami Malek was that on the second season of Mr. Robot, he asked for Sam Ismail to direct all the episodes. 
Yeah, that you know. seemed interesting to me because it bespoke the relationship between the showrunner and the star, the idea that the uh, how dependent these series are, especially one like that, yeah. on the star staying sane and terrific and on his game and not getting crazy. Right, right. And also when you realize now that we live in this era of auteur television, you know, who better to direct an episode than the, the brainchild of the entire series? They know what they want. They know what the show should look like, how the show should look like. Um, it's a lot of work. So looking at this category, you've got three Veep episodes that are sort of, you know, so they could cancel. Each other. They could really cancel each other out. They so could. The Silicon let, Valley episodes could cancel each other out. Uh, I think Soloway takes it. Soloway could very well take I it. I think that they might want to go with her and the show and a woman Yeah. in the in the area of diversity. Yeah, I agree. I, I think to some degree also, you know, much more visual show True. than say Master of None, which is about the story. Master of None, you know, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's about the story. It's about the funny. Uh, Transparent, on the other hand, that's that's a drama disguised as a comedy. No let's question. Be honest. So, that's why I think it gets the yeah. edge. So, All right. I mean, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Here, right. I'll tell you real quick who won last year. Uh, last year, Transparent won and Jill Soloway directed. So boom, right there. <laughs> <laughs> No questions asked. I'm learning. I'm yeah. learning. All right. So now uh, now we move on to the main event, the actual Outstanding Comedy Series Award. Well, okay. So I see that, the, of course, this, the usual suspects are here. There's Blackish with Emmy Noms to date number four, Master of None, four, Modern Family, 77, <laughs> with 22 previous wins. Oh, my God. Um, Silicon Valley, 23 noms to date and two wins. Transparent, 21 and five wins. Uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, 11, and they have not won yet because this is their... They just haven't won. Right, right. And then New Veep. Show. Veep is is 43 Emmy noms to date and nine wins. So by your logic, it's Veep, and I have to assume Veep, it's Veep, Veep. Veep. Veep all the way. Not even a question. Not only did it have a great season, but it won last year, which, you know, regardless of whether it won or who won last year, Veep had such a tremendous season. And by all accounts, uh, you know, these are all great shows, uh, you know, some better than others. You have to assume that running out of steam at this point is Modern Family. It just has to be. It, it already won all the awards. Yeah. You know, it's th- that's a show that, you know, again, subscribes to the, the law of once it stops winning, it's going to be hard for it to start winning exactly. again. Exactly. So it had its day in the sun, and now people have moved on. Master of None, still a little too small for, for the, the big crowd. It's a newbie. Yeah. It, it's just breaking in. Blackish hasn't won anything and Kimmy Schmidt. So they have time. These are new shows. Yeah, yeah. New shows, slightly smaller shows. You know, transparent, you know, it's a good show. I think there there may be some, you know, question about whether or not it's a comedy and that probably impacts it winning the outstanding comedy Emmy. Yeah, I could see that. And you know, but but and Silicon Valley is great, but it's overshadowed by its HBO companion Veep. So there so, you go. Thank you, Michael. I'm <laughs> learning it all the time. So next week, we are going to, uh, for our last 
podcast of the season. Mm -hmm. We are going to do all drama. We're going to do TV movie. We're going to do limited series. We're going to talk about the uh, the great series of The People versus O.J. Simpson and and other things. So do, do come back for, for the last one uh, and we will nail it all down. There you go. Exciting. Thanks, Anne. Thank you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.